Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. The following program has been pre-recorded. Thanks for tuning in this weekend to Let's Talk Portland, Odyssey Portland's weekly public affairs program. I'm Gary Bloxham. On the show this time, we're going to talk about something very serious. It's a shortage of frontline caregivers and what effect that potentially could have on our society. Let's talk about it. On the show this time, I would like to welcome Mickey Herman. Mickey is the interim CEO of Albertina Kerr. And also with us is Derek Perry, chief program officer, also with Albertina Kerr. Welcome to Let's Talk Portland, guys. Thank you, Gary. Thank you. Thank you. So, Mickey, let's get started with you. Tell our audience all about Albertina Kerr. Well, Gary, we are an institution um, and been around since 1907. We have been caring for Oregon's most vulnerable citizens. Over the decades, our services have evolved to meet the community's ever-changing needs. And today, Kerr offers short-term crisis psychiatric care and community-based outpatient mental health services for children, teens, and their families. We also provide safe and supportive 24-hour residential group home care for individuals experiencing an intellectual and or a developmental disability and employment training with follow-along coaching for adults with an intellectual and or developmental disability. Last year alone, Kerr provided more than 700 children, teens and adults with essential life-saving skills. You said Albertina Kerr started in 1907. That's quite a long time ago. Um, can you give us kind we of a brief indeed. history? Albertina was well, a real person. Albertina Kerr was a real person, was his second um, wife, Albertina, of Alexander Kerr, who founded the Kerr Canning Jar Empire. And it was a little bit of a scandal in Portland because he was a married man. He was middle-aged, and she was 19. And her personal advocacy was starting really with unwed mothers and the adoption of children. So that was the very beginning of Albertina Kerr, was caring again for those uh, marginalized communities that needed care that weren't provided in the mainstream, and then into adopting um, children. And the first historic building that was built, uh, which is located right here, where I'm taking the call with you, Gary, uh, we have children that are adopted from Kerr. And quite often, um, when we had our volunteer businesses and restaurant, we would have people drop in that had been adopted from Albertina Kerr. We also have a building out on our Gresham campus. It's a historic building 
that was where the unwed mothers uh, stayed uh, while they were still expecting before they gave birth. And so now today, uh, with the adoption changes in the state back in the mid-60s, Albertina Kerr uh, lay empty really from a service perspective for a few years and then started again to really look at intellectually challenged and developmentally disabled um, youth and adults and then went into uh, behavioral health, which is really translated into children's mental health. And those are two areas, sad to say, that are growing exponentially in our country for need and services. Mickey, since the pandemic has happened, it's been with us now for close to two years, how has that uh, made things challenging for Albertina Kerr? Well, it's been tremendously challenging for Kerr and our other um, comparable organizations that do this kind of work. We're in an area called the human services sector, and we're facing a historic workforce shortage that is unprecedented of what we call our frontline workers. And our frontline workers, both in our residential group homes and in our children's mental health uh, services, provide the day-to-day services and the direct care and therapy needed for these two sectors. So, insufficient reimbursement rates from the state and other private health insurance payers has created an ongoing struggle for Kerr and other similar organizations to recruit and retain qualified staff. And this is particularly of significance to us in our children's mental health area with child and family therapists and direct service professionals who are vital to our residential group homes. Both of these types of roles provide essential care for adults and children with behavioral issues, mental health issues, and disabilities. So it's been a significant impact from the pandemic on already a challenged workforce that now has really just become a crisis situation for Kerr and others in this state. We're talking today with Mickey Herman, Interim CEO of Albertina Kerr, and Derek Perry, Chief Program Officer of Albertina Kerr. Now, Derek, let me ask you uh, about your job. Tell me what you do as the as the uh, Chief Program Officer. Well, Gary, my um, I, I've been at in, at Albertina Kerr for two years now. I've actually been in the state of Oregon for two years now. I'm from California. Um, I've worked with children and families for my entire professional career in, t- in some capacity. I work with uh, children who've been in the foster program, children who've been adopted, children who've been in probation. Um, Riverside County, which is one of the second largest counties in Southern California, their child and protective services department. So I've dedicated my life to helping children and families. And here at Kerr, what I do, I support the director of our mental health program. Um, and I also work with the assistant directors in all of our group homes, as well as our assistant directors in our employment services program. So I'm in direct communication with those who are the, on the front line every single day. And as Mickey was talking and telling us about the shortage of frontline caregivers, how has that affected what services you provide? Well, I tell you, Gary, there's been a great need for child mental health services, but it's very limited right now. And part of that is due to the shortage of clinicians across the entire state and, quite frankly, across the entire nation. And it's, it's a difficult, high-stress job, which has been made worse by the pandemic. There's so many providers who are feeling burnt out and who are actually leaving the field. The, the, the work that the direct 
professionals do. We call them DSPs. But the work that they do is extremely hard. They can go to other employers and other sectors, and they can receive higher wages. The job, for some, is unsustainable financially, and they're forced to leave the job for, you know, for a higher pay. Um, they can go to places like fast food restaurants, retail stores, gas stations, and those types of places to make better wages. They can also earn a better living doing less work with vastly lower level of responsibility. And with these lower wages, it leads to high turnover. And that really concerns us because that means that the quality of the direct support professional client relationship is in some way going to suffer. What kind of training goes into becoming a, a frontline caregiver with Albertina Kerr? Well, we train them on the basic life-saving skills like um, CPR and first aid, but they also go through a training that's called collaborative problem solving. And the primary premise behind collaborative problem solving is to help our direct support professionals de-escalate situations before they actually turn into a crisis. They actually get, they also get trained in active listening as well. So the bottom line is we want our staff to be trained on utilizing early interventions that's going to help us to meet the individual needs of the people that we support. There has been a greater need for uh, the services that Albertina Kerr provides during the pandemic. Is that correct? Most definitely. An increased need, in fact. Uh, tell me about that. Where, where, where's that coming from? Well, I can tell you our, our, our caregivers, they're, they're, they're like no other. But the pandemic and just the overall mental health needs, I mean, we have kids who've been out of school for over two years now, and they've been at home. Some have been supervised. Some haven't been supervised. Um, and it, it, it brings upon an extra added level of stress to an already stressful situation. So the fact that they haven't been in school, they haven't seen their friends, in some cases they haven't seen their family or their loved ones, some of them who have wanted to work and be in the community, they haven't been able to do that. Um, we've also seen an increased level of um, what we call suicide ideation or depression. Um, and that's just with, because of these added stressors on individual children and families, um, they, they run out of coping strategies. So just as a result of everything that our nation has been experiencing, our world has been experiencing over the past two years, people's coping strategies have been depleted to where they're just going to go into survival mode and do whatever they feel that they need to do to keep themselves safe. Insane, quite frankly. Yeah, really. I mean, we can all relate to how stressful it's been during this pandemic. And if you are a, a member of, the, of our vulnerable society, then it, it really takes its toll. Yes, most definitely. Oh. Well, tell me about the people that you work with, Derek. They're like no other. I would say, and again, I've been working in this field for over 30-something years, and I will tell you, these are the most compassionate, caring group of professionals that I've, that I've ever worked with. Our child and family therapists, they assess the needs of youth who are ages 5 to 17, and they coordinate their mental health services um, for the children and the families using individualized, innovative, and evidence-based practices, which is key to success. Our direct support professionals, they provide care 20, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, which includes the weekends and overnights and holidays. And they, they're caring for our children and our teens and adults who are experiencing all types of intellectual and developmental disabilities who reside in one of our 54 group homes. And I tell you, Gary, while rewarding, 
the job of a, of a DSP, the direct support professional, is often relatively low pain and extremely challenging. Um, it is really more like five or six jobs than one job. It's more than just being a caregiver and keeping clients safe because our clients have complex needs, and those needs are either behavioral or medically. But overall, it's extremely important and fulfilling work. Well, hats off to these caregivers. They sound like amazing people. They are indeed. Let me introduce once again, Mickey Herman, interim CEO of Albertina Kerr. Mickey, how does the state assist in funding Kerr's services? Tell me about well, that. Well, right now, um, Gary, thank you for asking that question because it really all comes down to how does the state assist us in funding and how do we get the funding that we need to ensure that we can deliver this care and that we can hire the staff that we need to deliver this care. So much of the work that Derek talked about, the direct support professionals do to care for our clients, which is so important, is largely reliant on Medicaid funding, which is paid by the state through a very complicated reimbursement schedule based on the types of services that residents need, and it equates to, frankly, an abysmal wage for those doing this critical work. And just to put that in a really... um, quantifiable number, most of our entry-level workers that are categorized as direct service professionals make less than $35,000 a year. And imagine in Portland, in Multnomah County, having to live or take care of a family on that wage. It's not an adequate living wage. Our children's mental health service providers uh, relies on funds from the state budget for behavioral and mental health care as well as private health care insurance payers. And while Kerr has worked very hard to increase wages for employees as one of their prime missions, and in the last four years we have increased wages over 125%, we are very limited by fixed reimbursement rates that we get, which do not allow us to provide competitive, equitable, and living wages for many of those in our employment. We're competing again, as Derek referenced, with more attractive non-healthcare sectors and companies that can offer higher wages, less risk, less stressful jobs, less jobs that have multiple responsibilities, and frankly, jobs that don't deal with difficult and fragile communities that require care. Low rates mean, of course, low wages. And Although we continue to see a high turnover in our provider agencies, we're doing everything we can to retain our staff and then to recruit staff so that we continue to minimize as much burnout as possible with these critical roles. Kerr, again, has really worked to increase the DSP wages, our direct service professionals. The state of Oregon, the fixed reimbursement rates, they really do not give us much leverage to offer that competitive, equitable living wage. We make it a priority to do what we can to increase that, but ultimately that comes from our fundraising and our our cash reserves that we have at Kerr. As a result, we again face an unprecedented lack of qualified employees, and this really complicates our ability to offer qualified, safe care and continue to keep our clients safe and continue to ensure that our staff feels rewarded and appreciated accordingly, either in our residential group homes or with our mental health care services. 
Mickey, this really sounds like a crisis. What, what's the state doing to help you guys out? Well, it is a crisis, and I realize that is a very significant word to use, but there is no mincing words. It's a crisis, and it could be termed an emergency. And while we are very grateful that the state has continued to work on, so the state really translates into the Oregon Health Authority and the Department of Human Services, or ODDS as well, uh, to help us incentivize workers to stay in these critical roles and to recruit and to retain. It is not enough because it is short-term funding. It doesn't solve the long-term problem. So the long-term problem needs to be solved by long-term ongoing investment, which comes from the governor's help, and she, in fact, has directed the Oregon Health Authority, OHA, and the state's Human Services Department to come up with a plan to fix the problem. And the legislature will meet for a special short session in February where hopefully a bill will be passed to address this crucial need. But we need to have this be a priority and we need to have a clear understanding that requires more than short-term, it requires long-term ongoing investment. We're talking today with Mickey Herman and Derek Perry with Albertina Kerr. Derek, what's at stake? This sounds serious. Yeah, it is. It's extremely serious, Gary. And my my biggest concern is those who need our services the most may not be able to access them, period. Kids in need of crisis psychiatric care are currently on a waiting list longer, and some families are, are even unable to access the resources that they need. But when a family and a child is in crisis, they can't wait. That crisis is happening in real time. They should be able to access life-saving care when they need it. And in many cases, Kerr has not been able to accept the level or the severe level of acuity that is coming to us. We're all going through this collective trauma made worse by the pandemic. Everyone is feeling burnt out. This is a national problem, Gary. And there are no options for families and kids to access the care that they need when they need it. The state of Oregon, in my opinion, they're on a precipice of statewide failure and collapse of this crucial care facilities that can care for those who can't care for themselves. If these agencies collapse, if Albertina Kerr and other agencies like us collapse, who's going to take care of these most vulnerable citizens? For those who need round-the-clock residential care simply to survive, they can end up in a hotel monitored by state workers who are overwhelmed. They can end up in a homeless shelter or even worse, in crisis, waiting in an overcrowded emergency room or even jail. So honestly, where will they go? And the question is, how will the state of Oregon care for them? Well, Kerr and other agencies need some stuff from the state of Oregon. Derek, tell me what what you guys need. This is about doing the right thing to ensure our community's most vulnerable citizens have access to high-quality care. Not just care, but high-quality care because our citizens deserve it. The job is unsustainable financially for so many employees. We desperately need the state, of, the state of Oregon to show that they value caregiving with compensation, which is reflective of this challenging work. That's why we need lawmakers to significantly and immediately increase reimbursement rates or provide funding streams so that Abatina Kerr can offer equitable and competitive wages that compete with other sectors at $20 an hour or $30 an hour. 
and attract quality employees to work with people experiencing intellectual and developmental disabilities and mental health challenges. I tell you, people who spend their, their career caring for our most vulnerable citizens, they deserve our admiration. They deserve our respect. We also need the Oregon Health Authority to provide rapid COVID-19 testing to occur at no cost as needed with a guaranteed supply. This pandemic is not going anywhere anytime soon. And we want this so that we can assure that our staff with medical or religious exemptions who remain unvaccinated, that they don't pose an infection risk to those that we serve and we can continue to provide that quality client care. We also need the Department of Human Services, the Office of Intellectual and Developmental Disabilities to agree not to reduce funding based on emergency capacity changes, which forces us to consolidate people into fewer locations to provide even the minimal supervision necessary for safe care. This only reduces Kurt's ability to pay the staff needed for ongoing services. And finally, Gary, we need the background check unit in the Oregon Health Authority and the Department of Health Services Office of Shared Services to clear their backlogs and expedite the final background checks for providers so that we can get our caregivers fully working faster. This crisis, if it's not addressed very soon, it's going to get exponentially worse very quickly, right? Yes, yes. Oh. So, Derek, how can our listeners help? Please, be an advocate for Albertina Kerr. The Oregon legislator has called for a special session for February, as Mickey alluded to earlier. Please write and or call your state representative and ask them, take immediate action to significantly increase reimbursement rates for the services provided by caregivers who provide vital 24-hour support. Because without these critical workers, the most vulnerable among us will face abuse. They have the potential to face neglect, homelessness, a mental health crisis, incarceration, and even death. And we don't want any, any of those things to happen to the people that we support. Without additional state funding, CUR and many similar providers will be required to reduce essential services and close programs. So if you can help fund CUR's retention and recruitment fund so that we can attract, develop, and retain qualified caregivers, that would be so appreciative. The fund will also enhance and expand staff training and strengthen our strengthen our outpatient children's mental health services so that more kids and so that more families can get the help that they need and that, that, de- that they deserve. And they, they get that help when they need it. And that gift can be made at albertinacur.org. Again, that's albertinacur.org. Mickey, you've been with Albertina Kerr for many years, right? Yes, I have. Have you ever seen anything like this? Well, I have been uh, on the Kerr board for almost 10 years, and I've been the interim CEO since July of this year, and I have never seen anything like this, nor have I had the opportunity to have really this deep level of understanding of what is needed, how complicated the money situation is for reimbursement and rates for Kerr and other organizations, and the 
lack of understanding, frankly, that we are in a crisis. And this crisis was building, was building for decades, and the pandemic really exacerbated it into a crisis of such concern that many of us in our organizations are spending easily more than 60% of our day on advocacy with elected officials, with the governor's office, with advocacy groups, through families and communities that require our services to try to get the funding that we need, both initially short-term, because that's immediate, and then long-term investment so that we don't have to do this. Because if we don't, there will no will be no services. There will not be organizations like Kerr. And that is a very sad thought indeed that a 114-year-old organization could essentially not be available to care for the people that need this care. So Derek has been just such an advocate and such a strong supporter of how this really matters to each and every one of us because I would hazard a guess that all of us have seen these kinds of challenges in our family, certainly on the mental health and behavioral health type of situations with the pandemic. And we need your help. So thank you so much for letting us to talk about this, for letting us give your you our point of view. And we are very concerned, and I hope that has come across in the way that we've answered your very caring questions. And we do need your help, and we need the population and the citizens of Oregon's help. Well, your passion definitely shows through on both of you. Mm-hmm. You're, you're in a crisis, but you're, you're doing what you can, and I so appreciate that. Yeah. We've been talking today with Mickey Herman, Interim CEO of Albertina Kerr, and Derek Perry, Chief Program Officer, also with Albertina Kerr. Thank you both for being on the show today. Thank you so much, Gary. Thank you, Gary. We appreciate the opportunity. If you'd like to hear this interview again, just search for Let's Talk Portland on the Odyssey app. Let's Talk Portland is an Odyssey Portland public affairs program. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. 
Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.